What is going on, you guys? I go by the name Unknown, and you are listening to the Pipe Bomb Podcast. So this is our Monday Night Raw review from the April 6th, 2020 episode, The Raw After Mania. And we're going to jump right into this shit. This episode, I just didn't give a fuck about. This may be a quick review. Because I really, I don't have too much to say about this. Besides, the whole weekend didn't feel like Mania. And the Raw after Mania didn't feel like the Raw after Mania feeling. If that makes any sense. It didn't, there was no excitement to like, oh, who's going to get called up? Um, I wonder what the crowd is going to go ballistic for. What is the crowd going to say? What is the crowd going to do? Who's going to make an appearance? Who's going to, there's like, there's, there were... There was no excitement at all for this episode of Raw. But we're going to jump right into this shit. And the first match we're going to get into is Asuka versus Liv Morgan. This was a pretty good match. This was a really, really, really good match. And what else can I say about Asuka besides she's, she's... one of their best women's wrestlers on that roster. And probably in the top, in, in the entire fucking world. Asuka just makes anybody she faces that much better. And not to say Liv Morgan is bad in the ring. Because she's definitely improved from her times in the Riot Squad and all of that. But this match here, Liv Morgan shined. Liv Morgan shined. And the whole match, the way it was just... Constructed and everything. It was a really, really, really good match. Right? But then towards the end, Asuka tries to put Liv Morgan in the Asuka lock. And then Liv Morgan is fighting. Fighting, trying to reverse it. She reverses it. And Asuka gets the Asuka lock on again. Then Liv Morgan taps out. And Asuka picks up the victory in a really good match at the start of Raw. After that amazing match, we get into this weird part of the show where I was just like, Alright, I'm kind of done. And I really don't give a fuck. We get a WrestleMania rematch for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And it was the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory. This match didn't even last three to four minutes. And it ends in a DQ. Then it restarts because freaking Zelina Vega comes in and attacks Montez Ford and everything. And Bianca Belair makes her main roster debut. And she is now a part of the Raw roster. Then Bianca Belair says that the EST is part of Raw and whatever. And then she calls out Selena Vega. And then now this match is Bianca Belair versus Selena Vega. And then this match ends in another fucking DQ. Then Montez Ford grabs the mic. He's upset. He says, why don't we turn this thing into a six-person tag? So it's the Street Profits and Bianca Belair versus Selena Vega, Austin Theory, and Angel Garza. This whole thing just dragged on for way too long. I get the concept of it. Like, we're going to fight you. We're mad that we couldn't beat you for the for the titles. And we know we can't beat you for the titles. So we're going to do some bullshit finish. Then we're going to get a debut. And then another bullshit finish that leads into it. Like, whatever the fuck they were trying to do. I get it. But I just really didn't give a fuck. I felt like they just did that just to take up time and shit. Um, but the six-person tag, though, it wasn't a bad match. It was okay. Um, 
I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Bianca Belair because it seems like every time some someone from NXT debuts on Raw or SmackDown, they just get buried to the wayside. So, hey, but then after the end of the match, we already know the Street Profits and Bianca Belair pick up the victory, and now Bianca Belair is a part of Raw. Then we're going to get on to probably my favorite match of the night, and it was Aleister Black. Versus Apollo Crews. Before I even get into the match. I would like to see more from Apollo Crews. Because there was one point in time where he was probably the biggest name in, in the mid-card. Like you could have easily given him the United States Championship. Or the Intercontinental Championship. Because he went from the tightest worldwide thing. And then he had like a, some kind of feud with Dolph Ziggler. And then like he was just done. And you barely saw him on TV. So I want to see more from Apollo Crews because he can wrestle. He can actually go in the ring. And I wouldn't mind seeing more from Apollo Crews. Maybe if he gets a manager and learns to cut promos and better promos than everything. Because I know like a lot of the main concerns from him is that he's always smiling. Like He cuts a promo and he's smiling. There's no grit to him. There's no real intes- in intensity to him. But... Man, he really looked amazing in this match. He looked really good in this match. And then with Alistair Black, man, what, what more can I say? Like, Alistair Black is going on the up and up by summertime. If we even have a summer. And we get people back in, in the arenas and shit. I want to see Alistair Black with a title. United States Championship. Put him in a feud with, like, Andrade. Have Andrade drop the belt to Aleister Black at Money in the Bank. Or at SummerSlam or, or something. Extreme Rules. Whatever pay-per-views is coming up after Money in the Bank. But I want Aleister Black with a mid-card belt. United States, Intercontinental. If they do the draft and he goes to SmackDown. Whatever. But he needs a belt. He needs a belt. I think that would elevate him even more. Because he's having great fucking matches. Like, phenomenal matches. And this match was really fucking good. Really good. But at the end of the day, Alistair Black picks up the victory. This match went on for, like, I'm going to say, like, a good, I'll say 20 minutes. Like, 20 to 25 minutes, I'll say. My math may be a little wrong, but this match went on for a very long time. We went through, like, three commercial breaks during the match. And the match itself was really, really good. And Alistair Black picks up the victory after hitting Apollo Crews with the Black Mask. As always, that shit always looks fucking beautiful. And I gave this match a 7.5 out of 10. This was the only match of the night that I gave a rating to. Because I just thought it was really, really amazing. It was just a really good match. The next thing we're going to get into is another match. And it was a tag team match with Cedric Alexander and Ricochet. Came back from the dead after being buried at Super Showdown. Versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. And all I can really say is, okay, alright, this was a pretty okay match. A bunch of flippy shit. Um, typical Ricochet, Cedric Alexander shit. That's really all I can say about this match. And Cedric Alexander and Ricochet pick up the victory. I don't know where they're going with this. I don't know if they're going to put him in a tag team or something, but... I just couldn't care. Then the next thing we're going to get into is the Monday Night Messiah. Seth Rollins versus a jobber. I guess Seth Rollins is upset that he lost to Kevin Owens. 
makes quick work of this jobber, hits him with a fucking curb stomp, one, two, three, and the Monday Night Messiah for the win. Then we get a surprise return, not really a surprise return because they announced it before this match we're going to get into, and it's Nia Jax makes her return to Monday Night Raw, and it was Nia Jax versus Deanna Prezaro from NXT, and this match wasn't really nothing too much to say besides this was just a squash to make Nia Jax look even good, and she has a new finisher, I think, what's that shit called, the Rampage or whatever, it's the fucking DDT thing that Paige, she, she used to do, and when she used to wrestle, I forgot the name of the, the move, but Paige, I'm assuming, gave Nia Jax her blessing. To, to use her finisher, but um, Nia Jax picks up the victory. Um, I want to see more from Nia Jax, mainly as a heel. Like if if they could, like if she could get a little bit better with the promos, cause she's pretty decent, cause she knows how to talk, you know. But if she gets a little bit better at the promos, she she could be that main event like monster heel. And uh, who knows? Later down the line, we could get Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax because that whole storyline with the whole man gimmick really starts from, from Nia Jax, you know, so I want to know how they would play that out into a storyline and shit, so happy to see Nia Jax back, wonder what they're going to do, in my opinion, I think she should have gone to SmackDown, but I know why she's on Raw, because they're probably going to set her up for a Becky Lynch feud sometime in the summer, so that's understandable. The next match we're going to get into is Humberto Carrillo versus Brandon Vinick or Vic, whatever. I don't really care about Humberto Carrillo. Only thing that I'm going to tell you is I didn't give a fuck about this match. And Humberto Carrillo picks up the victory. Let's move on. And we're going to get to the final thing of the night. And throughout the whole night, they were saying we got some breaking news. Something shocking happened after Mania went off the air. Then they showed Drew McIntyre in the ring holding the belt after, 20 minutes after fighting Brock Lesnar. He's in the ring. He's getting interviewed. He says, I fought my way to the top of the mountain. And Big Show interrupts him and says, I don't give a shit. I don't think you're, you're, you're ready to be champion. And they just have a title match. And it was Big Show versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship after Mania went off the air. And they made us believe. That Big Show was going to pin Drew McIntyre. And if that would have happened. I don't know if I would have continued on with this fucking channel. I really don't know. Because. Tell me. I, I, I want to know what was the point of this. What was the point of having Drew McIntyre versus Big Show. Just, just to fill up space. That's all you wanted to do was just fill up space. So you're just going to have. The Big Show versus Drew McIntyre in a championship fight that nobody cares to see or want to watch or anything. No one really cares. No one cares. No one cares. This whole Monday Night Raw, besides the Oscar and Liv Morgan match and the Aleister Black and Apollo Crews, were like my two highlights of the show. Other than that, this episode was kind of... How can I say? Garbage, basura, this was ass. This fucking sucked. My overall rating for this Monday Night Raw, I'm going to give this shit a 2 out of 10. And the only reason why I'm going to give it the 2 out of 10 is because of the Oscar and Liv Morgan match and Alistair Black and Apollo's Cruise match. And that's basically it. 
there's nothing really too much to say about this Raw after WrestleMania besides that it sucked. And if you didn't watch it and you missed it, you didn't miss much. But anyway, guys, that is the end of this Monday Night Raw review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed this Monday Night Raw review, be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments, let us know. Did you like Monday Night Raw? Did you hate Monday Night Raw? Did you even watch Monday Night Raw? Let us know in the comment section down below. I go by the name Unknown. Pipe Bomb.